Hello, my name is Baby and I came to the United Kingdom back in June of 1986 and I've been living in London since then. So I'm from Botswana and I speak Setswana and I am a Motswana and as a collective we are Botswana. As a nation, we're called Botswana. Eh, tu m'alambomma le borali na lamiki baby ketsa botswana kitile mo UK ka 1986. So you see that that now, every Tswana would have a different tone. The way I speak Setswana is totally different to how probably somebody from Botswana because our language is very, it's got like a real Tswana. It's using the right words or the original words. You see like when you speak English then you can have slangs or you can have street English or you could have English that's just a common English. But then you've got the real English, the Shakespeare English. Setswana isn't the same. And then you, you have Setswana that people are like yeah sure yeah how's it you know who am i i'm a Botswana woman born in Botswana came to this country and went to school here came and learned a whole new different culture and just had like real opportunities to be in a different place learn embrace and love and adjust to my new environment but deep down, I'm still in Botswana. How old was I when I left? I left Botswana, I can't remember, I think I was probably about 10, 11. Did I travel here with anyone? So initially my auntie was living here already, but I did come here with someone, but it wasn't family, but it just, um, actually it was a family friend. Um, who came to work as an expatriate from Botswana. She worked for Botswana High Commission. So I came with her on the plane and then came and met my auntie and that was my new start of life here. Can I remember my first few days in London? I do remember, but I don't think I liked it very much. It wasn't very cold, but it was those days like the winters were really brutal like say when it was cold It was really cold and I just remember just coming here the place just being really gloomy You know not the bright sunshine, but then I thought it's okay It's it's the season so summer is coming and then I'll see the sunshine again And I did but it was never as bright as how I remember it also I just remember you know coming here and, and living in very small spaces and I wasn't used to that and when I say spaces not you know living in a small house but yes we do have small houses back home but we also have like a, a yard outside that is open so when I was young I do remember feeling as if oh my god this place is so small everything was just on top of each other you know it's houses on top of shops things that I wasn't even used to, to to see in london is i find it very small i find the roads very small i find everything very narrow i was used to a very open space in botswana most people build on flat land you always have space you always have but here you just feel like everything is just towering over you what was my country like when i left it 
Botswana was very nice. It was very quiet. It was very calm. Botswana is very peaceful. Botswana doesn't have a lot of population and you feel it. You feel, you feel just loads of nice space around you. And again, with Botswana, it's very stable. It's very nice. You feel, you feel safe. When you come to Botswana, you just need to know that you're in a very safe place and they're very nice people, very welcoming. Going to Botswana, you'd always meet people that would welcome you, uh, show you the place, and that will treat you well. You will feel safe, you'll feel well. Botswana is a place where I feel like a lot of people are more open-minded, you know, they, they will receive anyone and make you feel comfortable you what you come into my country i'm gonna make sure you have a very good experience while you're there i think botswana are very friendly people and loving people and very cultural they will quickly introduce you to either the language or the food they'll say okay in botswana we say dumela dumela means hello dumela ma that's for a, a lady if you're greeting a, a lady and Dumelara if you're greeting a man. We were very um, proud of, of, of our country. When, when people come, we're always excited to, to show them and show them what we have, our rich culture and, and nice place and nice home that we have, yeah. So Botswana is, is a nice place to go and visit, so you'd always feel Welcome. I come from a small village called Mahalapi, which is not too far from the capital city from Khaburoni, about 200 kilometers from Khaburoni. So that's where I'm from. It's so beautiful. I'm really proud. <laughs> I'm a proud Mahalapian. I'm a proud person from Mahalapi because it's a nice community. You know, we all know each other. If you're from Mahalapi, you know. We know each other and it's still a bit like that now you know not, not probably not so much with the younger generation that that's what was really nice you're always home we always know each other yeah what is my biggest memory of Botswana my uh, biggest memory growing up was my family my mom like I come from a family of six six of us and all, all girls <laughs> but also my mum sister's children we just grew up as this huge family and I still miss that now actually as a as a grown-up I still miss that bigness I just remember being really happy I remember having cousins that were my age always they were like my sisters but yeah it was a lot of love a lot of love from mum my mum was such a homemaker she loved to cook she loved to get us all together she knew how to just pump her and look after us and, and she was just really lovely my my happiest moment is is when i was home with my mom and that went on uh, many years after even though i've moved to here each time i went home my mom would always be the same mom that i left which she, you know, she was still nurture, still cook like loads of food, loads of dinner, we all come together. So I just used to feel like I'm gonna be forever young <laughs> because of, of the love. It's just the love and also the community. 
is also the community I could walk from here to the shop or go to the mall and I will meet so many people and if these are people that you see on a daily basis or they're not strangers you see them all together but you're always happy to see them because they're like family as well it's part of the community and then another thing as well is when people just come to your home you know, nowadays you'd have to call and be like, can sometimes somebody just comes in and say, no, no, can I come in and just stop by, probably ask for water, give them water, and then they just move on. And it was just the way we lived. But usually it would be someone that is familiar with the, the, the place, so it wouldn't be a total stranger. But then if a total stranger did do that, it, that's back then, now it's different. If a total stranger, it, it's not, it wasn't looked as like, oh, you know, because if you're thirsty, you're thirsty, you can literally be like, oh, you can just stop by and say, can I have some water, please? Obviously, you don't invite them in, but you go and get them a water and give them, and they, they say thank you, and they keep going. But we're, we're always ready. There's always food, there's always water, there's always that hospitality with whoever comes. And I love that. Did I have any English before I arrived? No, but I wasn't totally not knowing English. I do, because I think uh, Botswana, they do um, teach English in the schools. So you, as long as you've gone to school or you're going to school, you'll understand obviously nothing like this. But um, I wasn't totally not hearing. I could, I would understand a bit of English. And that was one of the challenges coming to this country. If you speak English with an accent, so that was the only thing the fact that you sound different was always you'd always get teased for that or laughing at you so you most people you find them they're quiet and shy if you come from different countries you're quiet and you're shy because you don't want to be like you know laughed at just because you speak english in a different accent but yeah but other than that that, that was the only thing but other than that i was fine in terms of me expressing or wanting something, I, I could do that, yeah, easily. I always made, made friends. Someone would always come to me first and be like, hello, what's your name? Oh, nice to meet you. And I still get that now as an adult. I still get quite, a, when I travel, quite a lot of people just step up to me, hello, what's your name? And just wanted to talk, so yeah. What was I expecting before I came here? To be quite honest, I did. I came with no expectation uh, when I was young, and also I was still young. I'm not sh quite sure if I really wanted to leave my family, my mum. I'm really big on family, and I'm still like that now. I wasn't quite sure, but my mum was saying to me, "You know what, baby girl, you you you're just gonna go and study, then like a better." My mum was big on education and so she would say yeah, you know you just go and study when you finish you can come back home and it, it is a normal thing back home for people to go to school somewhere else like my sister went to school in um, Zimbabwe and I, when I was in Botswana I went to school in Khabarone you know like in it's just a normal thing where you can just send your kids if, if you want your child to go to school in South Africa as long as it's a better school for better education, they, they do that. So that to me was the same thing in my mind, that I'm just coming here for better education. Do you think you're the same person you would be if you hadn't made this journey? I'm glad that I came because especially when I look back now, looking back, and I'm just thinking, oh God, would I have met 
certain people, which is my friends, you know, from childhood as well, that I met here, we're still friends today. Uh, would I have met my husband? Would I have had my kids? Would I have had, you know, this kind of life? And my life is happy life, not about um, accomplishing. It's all about happiness. I'm really happy. So that makes me happy to feel like uh, maybe I had to. I don't know what my life would have been if I was in Botswana. Would I would have been happier staying at home or whatever, but would I be as happy as I am now? How does London compare to where I'm from? Absolutely no comparison. London is, it's nice, it's multicultural, it's different, different, different people. Very fast paced, very focused, you learn so much. And from the village I'm from, it's just totally opposite. You just slow that down 10 times, you know. Living in London, you, you don't speak to strangers. You don't say hello to, to, to strangers. We do. Um, and I still do that to a certain extent. I still have that in me, funny enough, even though I've lived here for so many years. If I'm walking uh, on the road and we're crossing paths with like an elderly, mature lady or man, we're literally crossing paths if we... If they look at me, I look at them, I will still greet them. I will say hello, good evening or good afternoon. I, I don't just walk past like that. Uh, London is different because you, you, if you don't know someone, you can't talk to them. Or you, you don't talk to them. And if you did, they would look at you like, are you okay? They'll look around to see, are you okay? But no, actually, you're not. You just want to have that connection. But it, it isn't like that. But back home, anyone can say hello to you, you know. And even I remember coming here, not being able to, with your friend, um, you can't be so affectionate. Where I'm from, you can. I can walk with my best friend on the road, um, hands together, swinging, or I could even put my hand around her and we walk. It, it was just a dumb thing. I don't know if they do that now, but that is how we were. We were sisters. We were real sisters, we were real friends, you know, like, yeah, this is my best friend. So, London, there's, there's so much detachment, you've got to be in your lane, you've got to be there. And then if you saw someone and they said hello to you, you would look at them twice, like to say, are you okay? Or do you want to ask for directions? Or is there anything else? When you're simply just saying hello, you know, and if, if it's a man saying hello to a lady, the woman probably think that, oh, you're trying to chat me up. Or if it's the other way as well, if a woman said hello to a guy, they'd probably feel the same way too. Like, oh, she probably likes me. But no, actually, sometimes you just want to say hi or you see someone that's pleasant. Or you, you want to look at someone, but you don't just want to stare at them. You just say, oh, hello. That gives you an opportunity to look in their face but be conversating as well. Oh, how are you? Nice to see you. Take care. Bye. Yeah. It's a, it's a, but when you, you, you greet your elders, you, you say, hello, good afternoon, you know, um, you don't have to have, um, long, but we, we don't just walk past each other like that. But in London, we, we do that all the time. Or even sit next to someone on the bus, you know, just sit like this and move to the side. I, I don't understand. I don't even think that it's good for anyone, to be quite honest. And I think that's really sad, though. But here, there isn't that connection.
we like to, to just shorten people's name or say if it's baby will say hey baby girl we're always like trying to bring some kind of adorning to, to the person hey baby girl what's up what's going on you know but then instagram i will say hey bonza b you know like my, my cousin's name is bonnie so i'll say hey le bonza le bonza b so usually it's just it's always about just showing how happy i am to see you so it's, it's never be like hello how are you doing no it would always be like ah what's up what's going on long time you know we don't ask how how are you if it's just your friend you just be all over them we are more affectionate and more like nice to see you you're looking good you know it's always about acknowledging the person in the way they feel they see and how you leave them feeling as well yeah i'll give you an example i was in botswana recently and then we were in a shop then there was an assistant that came to help and then she's a young girl no more than 30 and she's, I'm talking to her, I'm like, oh, so what, so what do you think this is? And my sister's just looking at her like this in her face, right? So I was like, why are you looking at the girl? But the girl was comfortable because it's their way of life. You know, she was admiring her. She was just looking at her like this in her face. And then my sister was holding something and she just went like that, like a little stick. And she just went like that on her bum. And the girl was like, just like, then mm. I was like, I said, excuse me, what did you just do? And then she said, what? And she was smiling because she knows, like, I went mad. Like, why would you do that? You know, why would you hit someone? No, it wasn't a hit. It was a nice, like, pen, you know. But she knew what that meant. She just knew that my sister is actually admiring her. Sweet girl. Nice girl. It's just like somebody patting you on your back. Like, you okay? And then rub it. It's just the same, but just done on, on a different thing. That's our way of doing it. And then she, I said, you, you can't do that. And she goes, no, this is how we live here. She said, look at her. Do you see, do you see her? Did you see her flinch? Did you even see any movement? She smiled. She was just smiling with her face like that. And it's absolutely normal. But she's just thinking that's something my mum would do. And she's feeling like, you're like my daughter. Come on, girl. You know, that those are the environments that, that um, we grow up on everyone will relate to you come here my daughter can you help me you're always someone's daughter you're always someone's um sister my sister please help me oh my daughter can you do this oh can you get me that thing without thinking anything and i will do it because you're like my mom so all of these things is just things that you, you've lost and every time i go home i'm reminded of that and i'm like yeah so when i went back a lot has changed i did notice a lot of um more fast-paced botswana is more fast-paced i noticed there's loads of like fast food restaurants i noticed a lot of homes uh, now built with massive walls around it which is yeah which is um let me not say massive they just have like walls and then gates you know um so then i know that things have changed so I think it's, it's moved on from that. Now people would call and be like, I'm coming. Botswana has also changed, I think, with the new restaurants, this whole new life where social media is so big now. So I think what we see here, you will get in Botswana more eating out. And Botswana really, they're really big on their food. 
on their Sitswana free they really they love and appreciate but when I was in Botswana you'd have to go to certain places to find that it wasn't just readily available but then you've got Nando's you've got all these ribs and stuff like that so that side of it has changed and I'm seeing loads of malls but I like it as well because I feel like I've got a bit of both if you want the real tradition you know you can go to the village you know is there anything from home that I really miss? I think I, I, I miss, I really miss part of that community spirit. I really miss that. I miss the safety, this just being safe. I miss and knowing that you've got people around just stabilizes you, makes you more grounded. Should anything happen, you feel that you're not alone. I, f I miss being free because I think um, that is part of freedom where you don't have to always be thinking about something. You're mentally free, you're physically free, you're safe. That's a safe space because you, you know you're not, even though you're living in your own house, but you know you're not alone. I can literally just scream, I can just pick up the phone and call someone, literally. So for example, just recently when I was in Botswana, the house behind, so I live here, that house just behind there caught fire. I just started seeing smoke and then I could smell the smoke. So I said to my sister, I said, I can smell smoke, should we look? So she went outside and she saw that our next door neighbor, one of the storage houses was burning, it was on fire. And she didn't like call, she didn't stand and go. She got in, she got in the car and then went over there and be like, oh, what what's going on? And then they were like, oh yeah, there's fire. They called the fire brigade. But while they were waiting, the fire was getting bigger. So she then says, okay, you can plug your hose into my tab. That just went over the wall. And then the, the lady from next door comes with a, a, um, sand in a bucket. And then, you know, there's, everybody stood up. Even though the fire brigade came, before they came, there were already people around. And my sister was there for like one hour, two hours, just doing. You don't just stand and stare. You, you don't even just look. You go and be hands-on. It's not a case of, oh, can you mind your own business, please? No. Oh, or you don't have to think twice. Shall I go there or shall I not? Would it look like I've been nosy? No, nobody cares his life, you know, if... if your house is burning or, or if you're crying because you lost your mom but you're crying so loudly um, there's someone to come and console you and then they'll check on you again the next day even now I said to my sister I'm not well because I have a, a cold she called me the next morning that I find very interesting so she, she will call and be like oh how is the cold I'm thinking oh you remembered even if I, if I don't speak to you on a regular, once you told me you're not well, I, it's now my duty to keep checking until you say, yes, I'm feeling better. Mm -hmm, then I'll stop. But it's, it's, it's a way of life. Have I experienced anything that really made me regret coming here? Only when I've just gotten older. Now, at this present moment, I just feel like, no, I, I just want to go back home. And it's only because I want to slow down. A lot I've missed, which is like my cousins, my relatives, um, mainly my, my sister's children. You know, I didn't see them growing up. But I'm also grateful for being here.
because I feel like being here, I've learned a lot. It's opened up my mind. Now, whatever choice I make, I'm, I'll, I'll be making it from a position of knowing exactly what I want. So yes, um, eventually I think I will end up uh, going to Botswana and staying. <laughs> I think you, you want to go back home and have that freedom again. The same freedom I felt when I was young. And I feel like I will feel it as I get older. And back home, you can have your farm and, and, and do all these things. And, and one thing about Botswana, they still very much into like agriculture. They're still much into farming. People have a lot of farms and stuff, and they actually use it. There is a farm in Botswana. It's not only just a farm where you just grow your crops and you just go there to do the labour work and then go back. But a farm is also a place where people can come and chill. Yeah, if you want a break from your 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 city home, you can just go to the farm, invite your friends, they come to the farm, we sit there, we sit around the fire and that those are some of the beautiful memories that I I missed when I was young. And I tried to do that with my kids, just really out there sit around the fire and tell stories i love that sit near the fires and then we'll be telling stories if you had uh, grandmas they will tell you old old stories that had uh, loads of meaning to it what do i do in london yes i'm a makeup artist i um some years back i studied at theatrical and media makeup this time, end of year, every year there's young, lovely girls that come and get their face made made up for the first time. And I just, that's my favourite. Those are my favourite customers. Because they come in literally just like, oh, I've never done this before. I don't want too much. And then by the time they get up from the chair, they're swinging their hair, they're feeling themselves, they're looking absolutely amazing. Makeup really does make you feel good especially for us women from time to time you just want to feel different and look different and i think that makeup does that for a, a lot of women sometimes having makeup on that five minutes you're spending on your face and um, focuses you to look at yourself and to paint your face and that's probably the five minutes that you would never get if you never go up to the mirror and uh, makeup is self-love it, it allows you to focus even if it's five minutes or ten minutes of, of your day but whenever you're feeling down I do my makeup sometimes and sit on my chair and drink my sparkling water and to really look look at your face look at your skin look at your hair look at with intention you know you're, you're just like yeah okay or sometimes you can look at your face and be like mm, my skin looks nice today I just want to glow and I, I love, I, I would always do makeup, even if I didn't do it as a profession. Has London changed me? London taught me a lot of stuff. It taught me how to be efficient, how to prioritise, how to be tough. London was very challenging for me because I grew up here. I don't have much family here. So everything that I do, I have to do in the background, knowing that no one's coming in to save me or to whatever. But I am grateful of everything that I've learned living here. Uh, because I think if you can live here and be strong and, and 
survive challenges that life throws at you, you can live anywhere else. You can live anywhere in the world. The only negative part with that is that when you go to other countries, slower countries, like if I went back to Botswana, everything just felt extremely slow. For example, going to the post office or going to the bank or just queuing up in general, you're like, God, you know. But um, and when I was younger, I used to be like, I'm not doing it. But now, this time around, I enjoyed it. I embraced every little thing. I stood on that queue and it was hot. And I had to stand up there, I didn't roll my eyes, I didn't make things, I stood there and smiled. That's the difference about Botswana and, and London. You know, in London you walk slow, people push you out of the way, like, come on, get out of my way, you know. Uh, and in Botswana we drag our feet and we, we swing our hips from side to side and we're going somewhere, <laughs> you know. So when I go home, I just embrace if if my cousin said oh let's walk down the road instead of getting in the car and walking and just enjoy the moment yeah I, I I love London I love meeting people I worked with different people different cultures nice people I did a plus-size modeling and I traveled uh, within London meeting different people and and going to places probably I've never been and knowing that in London people in London are also different from people for example that live in Nottingham or live in Derby but yeah I'm, I'm happy that I've, I have choices I've lived a life that's very colorful very that allows me to say okay, I like this and I like that you know but I think if anyone that came to live in London definitely it, London is a place where you learn it's a, it's a school of life. You will learn how how to work hard if you're not hard working because you have to work. And you'd also learn how to relate to different people. What's good about this city? I don't know. I feel, I feel like in London you can have that private side of things. So, so I, I like that about London where whereas anywhere else you go, no, you, you can't be your own. There's always that family. But here you, you can just be in your own space and do your own thing in in one corner yes so i do like that i i like that but i like the fact that i can just come in from you know like now you came in from the main road and you go at the back here and it's just quiet <laughs> you know i think for most people if you come here it's very important that you know that there is a lot of things that you can do whether it's going to school and learning how to do something or th this place is very flexible there's a lot that you can learn from here even though you don't have a lot of money you can find a job and and have a career out of that without someone saying oh well you know you're not gonna get that in some places if you're good you're good so all those kind of opportunities and and flexibilities that you can have here I think is, is, is very good. One day after work, um, at the time I was working Harrods, after work I was just walking to the station and then there was a car stops and this lady comes out and she had like a headscarf on and then she had like a shawl that she had on her, her, her shoulders and it, it almost resembles of the one that you'll see 
people from Lesotho wearing, you know, people from South Africa and Botswana. We we wear those shawls when when you go for a wedding, but it's made out of like a blanket, you know. So I saw this lady, then that, that just got my interest, like, oh, so who is this? Could it be someone uh, from my place? And, you know, when you're in London, you, you don't often see, uh, especially th th those times, you know, you don't usually see someone from your country. And if you do, it's just like, ha, 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 just, you know, excitement, you know. So then I, when, I, when I looked looked at her, she looked at me, I smiled, and then she waited for me. She just stood outside before because she could have just come out the car and just got straight into the hotel but she waited there until i got closer to her so we can greet each other and i still didn't know but the, when i got closer and closer i was like oh my god this is maya angelou i mean then as i got closer to her i had to just bow on one knee to greet her she's such a queen she, she gave me a hug uh, yes i got down on one knee she has this uh, uh, presence about her that just deserved that that honor you know she 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 has that kind of aura just to make me just kneel down and she's absolutely beautiful so yes yeah, so i i still carry my culture everywhere i go i will still do the the dumb thing if i met an older person and she told me off i will not argue back even though I don't agree, simply because I have to give her that respect of being uh, a mature uh, and mature woman and also being my, my grandma. If my grandma was telling me off in my culture, you don't answer back. Just keep quiet and listen. Whether you do it or not is another thing, but you must listen. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, that, that, that was, so those are the beautiful things that you see, you get in London, you probably meet people that you least expect to, to, to meet, you probably find yourself in places where you, you don't expect to, to be, it's those opportunities that come with, that comes with uh, living in London, yeah. What doesn't work about London? There's a lot of things that can be changed in London, but at the moment I'm noticing quite a lot of people are very alone. I feel like London, a lot of people feel disconnected. London has to also encourage a lot of communities to, to be there for, for each other. I think a lot of uh, community stuff needs to be done. I'm part of Botswana community in the UK. We are here to assist anyone that is from Botswana and that in terms of resources and things like that if you are lost you are in this country you want to go somewhere or you're looking for something or you need some kind of assistance we're here for that and also to provide information for Botswana that are living in this country that may be you know some at some point in need of anything and we also sometimes put together events where we can have people from Botswana that are in this country to get together and share some common cultural stuff from time to time. Do I have a favourite thing to do in the city? Yeah, that's really interesting. So yeah, it would probably like going to the park or probably going to like a, a South African shop where they sell and there's drinks of our, our own drinks and food. 
What do I miss about London when I'm not here? I've lived in London for a long time. So um, I don't know if I'm always looking out, but what, what do I miss? Probably the access to traveling in London. Again, it's, it's just that, that kind of being able to have access to a lot of things easily than you would somewhere else. You know, when, when I'm in London, I can just jump in an Uber. Uh, when I'm in London, I can just go up the road and I can get my takeaway. When I'm in the, the just simple things. But when I'm away, most of the time, I just probably miss my house being at home. In my safe space, yeah. I'm mayor for the day, what will I change? Do I have to answer this one? Do you know, I would really look into different communities and try and really make a lot of, you know, the, the poorer people to have a, a better living um, situation. I feel like there's a lot of uh, um, new homes and a lot of stuff that is just here to be making money and real people that are sustaining uh, the country are working, they're living in squalor and not, they're living happy, just making it a better place for a lot of people. Um, it's almost as if, if you don't have any, you know, if you have money, you're okay, but how about people who don't have money, but yet they're working, but they just need like a better environment to live and also for, for the children, because a lot of the kids nowadays, they're just growing up in a whole new different place altogether, in a place where there's no mom, dad, whether, not because they're absent, but sometimes they're absent because they're at work and people are just going on. I just, I think probably if I was a mayor of London, now, yeah, I'd, I'd probably build a lot more social housing and just be in touch and with what, what is going on in the community because I think a lot of people are struggling. A lot of people are, are, are struggling that need and that affects the next generation, the new generation that is coming. Yeah, I, I just feel that there's a lot of, in, in, in this place there's a lot of people who just feels a bit lost because there's no, not a lot of support. Where can I get the best Botswana food? <laughs> oh my god so my favorite is is palichi palichi some people call it sasa some people call it maize meal it's in a sort of like a, a porridge kind of thing but a hard white stuff but the botswana food i love because botswana don't use a lot of spices in their food i find their food very nice and natural so there isn't, there's no over spice, over anything. They just use basics so you taste, you really taste the food in it, in its own naturalness. So um, that's one thing, J just in general, that's one thing I like about their food. But our staple food is Saza, the white stuff. Do you eat that with probably uh, some kind of a vegetable, which is spinach, cabbage, you know, we eat a lot of meat and chicken and all those things. Then we have things like, you know, funny enough, there's this thing in Botswana and it looks like a, a watermelon, but it's not. It's actually yellow. It, it looks like butternut squash inside. 
it's yellow but on the outside it looks like watermelon and my sister was asking me what do you call that in english i said i don't think they've got it in english it's called le rozet so we have this food called which means this pup or whatever is cooked with this vegetable those are the the, the staples of uh, botswana food so we we eat a lot of not too much carbs i think botswana the only carb is the rice and the the pap but most of the time it's like vegetables meat i don't even know so many so many stuff but their food is nice i love the fact that you, you when you're eating meat you can actually taste meat you're not tasting a lot of seasoning because it'd probably just be like salt and pepper inside and not not hot pepper like black pepper it'd be like oh sometimes just salt is just added and they you go you know it's nice their food is really nice someone told me there was a zimbabwean it's not even a restaurant it's like when they just have like pop-up shops so you see south africa because we're so close most of our food is the same so like biltong yes is marketed to south african but yeah we, we have that in botswana and where we have similar food so if i wanted to i could just go to to like a south african place but the south african food here is very much modernized we want the real cultured one you know that's my favorite food to eat i will have um saza with um stew and and spinach but there isn't a place where you're like oh you know when you come to london we're gonna go to this Botswana place where you can eat and i think it's like that probably because there isn't a lot of Botswana here i always have Botswana in me no matter what where I go that's that's my grinding that's where I began everything that I have I'd always feel like yeah one day I'll be back home one day I'll go home yeah <laughs> like that yeah and that's it for this episode of I came to London Join us again next time for more stories from the people who make London.